Well, this is the official 113th episode here on the Systemize Your Life podcast, where we're going to jump into one of the funnest episodes. I've been sitting on this episode for a while, and I cannot wait for you to know what one thing, like the number one thing that you can do and this like secret, I feel like it's a secret because I feel like nobody knows it in order to be able to crush your productivity as a work from home mom. And when I say crush your productivity, I mean, literally like, how do you get more done in less time? Because this is unlikely. I can guarantee you that you have literally never this, you're just going to be like, what the heck? I did not see that coming at all. This is totally amazing. And I've got three major steps for you on how to put this in place because this really is the best kept secret of all time. And it is a superpower that most women don't even realize they have. I kid you not. What we're going to talk about today is something that I absolutely believe that we all have inside of us but just have never truly been taught to use. No one's ever really talked about it, right? So here we go. You're going to have to press play on today's episode to find out what this number one thing is that I want all of you work from home moms to start doing in order to get more done in less time. And I'm telling you, it's a good one. Systemize your life with Chelsea Joe. That's me. And this is a podcast for modern women who are eager to live with more meaning and less overwhelm. We're about to tap into some fiercely meaningful relationships, bang in organization and time management strategies, and a rock solid plan for our personal well being with functional systems to those problems we all go through. Girl, if you feel like you're watching life go by from a window on the Hot Mess Express, then it's time to roll up your sleeves. Dig in and get your life out of the chaos and into confidence. Okay, so let me tell you that it's a really funny thing. So I've been podcasting for about a year and a half now, and I never, like, who says, oh, I'm going to be a podcaster? Like, nobody says that. Maybe our children will say that, but there wasn't even like, there literally was not such a thing. There were books on tape, but I'm, I I have not read a book. I like, I sit behind my laptop and I talk into a microphone and then it goes out into the silent, creepy, invisible interwebs and it pops into your earbuds and you are somewhere and I am somewhere and we are connected through this whole process. And it's literally really weird. Like when I talk to my dad about what I do, he's like, he just kind of like shakes his head. Like he can't really even understand it. I'm like, dad, yeah, there are thousands of women listening to me talking to a microphone. (laughs) And it's just like, okay, it is the craziest thing. So the reason why I'm telling you this is because sometimes, so I map out like what I'm going to talk about for the month, right? So the third week of every month, I sit down with my community engagement gal. Uh, her name is Anne. If you guys don't know Anne, she's over inside of the Facebook group, both Facebook groups actually. And uh, she just kind of helps me run the community. And 
we sit down and we meet together and we go over some things to be able to get stuff set up for the next month. And then on the fourth week of every month, I sit down and I make sure that I have everything mapped out for the next month. Like, not like super set in stone, but for the most part. Because you all know, especially if you're inside of the academy, that I do not believe in running off of inspiration alone. It is literally a death trap and a sentence for failure. All of this to say, sometimes before I go to sit down to record a podcast, I just get this feeling. And sometimes I hear a voice. Sometimes I hear it's like this prompting um, that says, I really think you need to talk about this. And sometimes it happens like right before I record and then I, I scrap what I have planned and I just put that out. Sometimes it comes to me like a week before. Sometimes it even comes to me the month before in the planning process. And this today, this episode has been sitting with me for a while. And sometimes I wait for the voice to get bigger because I'm like, nah, nah, no, not going to talk about that. (laughs) And I get nervous. Like if you guys have ever done big things or things that are outside of your comfort zone. And sometimes they're not even big. Sometimes it's just like, oh yeah, I'm going to do this hard workout and you get like butterflies, right? But it's not like a, it's not like this big thing. It's just, hey, I'm going to do a workout that I know is going to make me sweat. It's going to make me want to throw up. And so before you do it, you get, uh, I just said goosebumps. No, you get nervous. Well, sometimes before I sit down to record a podcast, I notice I'm like super procrastinating. Like I'll just get on my phone. I'll start scrolling. I'm like, Chelsea, that is how I know that I just need to sit down and record. That is what today is, friends. That is what today is. So let's just get into this. Okay, so I am going to talk to you about this number one secret to being able to crush productivity as a work-from-home mom. And I have been kind of tapping into this for a while. I've really been trying to put it into play in my own life. I've been feeling it out. I've really been testing it, if you will in a way as if to say testing it like observing, right? And seeing what does this really look like in my life? And is this something that I think could be beneficial? Is this something that is just happening to everyone? Or do I feel like I'm seeing it happen in other women's lives? So I really pay attention to what you guys are doing, what you're saying in the Facebook group, to my best friends that talk to me all day long and all week long, to like my home girls that are like in my boxer and in my text and we're talking all day, every day. Like I am constantly, my brain is constantly collecting information on what life is like as a work from home mom and what that looks like. And so I've kind of looked at, does this, does this secret, is this actually a secret? Like, is this actually something that, that is beneficial just to me and Blaine? Is this really something that I feel like God's given me, you know, is this something that I feel is going to be beneficial? And I take this podcast very seriously. And I know that there are, there are women, there's mentors, there's coaches that I look to up to in their podcast. And of course I always vet what they have to say. And I always want you to vet what I have to say through your own lens of life, through your own belief system, through your own marriages, through your own your own motherhood roles, like through everything, right? But I also take it very seriously that I am putting my beliefs and my thoughts and my systems and my ideas into your life. And that's what today is. 
Today is something that I feel so unbelievably strongly about that it was like, you've got to put this in a podcast. Here's what I've come to know. One of the things, there's a lot of things, actually, let me say it this way. There's a lot of things that keep us from being productive as wives and moms. Many things. We've talked about it from social media. We've talked about it from having a dirty house. We've talked about it from the aspect of a mother and how it's to make sure that we are communicating with our children, how we are making sure that they get to bed at the right time, how we make sure that we are not getting sucked into um, like tantrums and behavioral issues. We've talked about whether or not we're being productive and, and have enough energy. If we're taking care of ourselves, how are we feeding ourselves? We've talked about it from every single angle, except for this one. And I think that it is the most crucial, the most key to all of them. There was this notion that I was raised with that when, and coming from um, a very classic traditional Christian background with very, very, very typical gender roles in my family. And we, we really strived for all of those things. And I carry a lot of that with me today. Not, not exactly the same, but I do carry a lot of that with me today. Um, I was raised with this notion that I was supposed to be a certain way as a wife. And my husband was going to be a certain way as a wife. And once I fumbled and struggled through relationship after relationship after relationship, I realized that I was just never going to be that wife. I was never going to be that woman. I was never going to be that girl. I was never going to be that mom ever. And then when I was gifted with the amazing gift that Blaine is to me and to our daughter, Frankie Jo, that I brought into this marriage with me as a single mom, I realized that I was designed uniquely for Blaine and he was designed very uniquely for me. And it took me a long time for me to figure out how to stop wasting time trying to make myself be a certain way and make him be a certain way in all of the areas that I just talked about, right? Through stop not comparing myself to all the other women in my social media sphere and to how much time I spent trying to be perfect in my home according to what I thought I was supposed to be based on what I watched my mother do my whole life. And all of those things, right, were wasting so much of my life, so much of my life. Chelsea Joe Lemons, it's my maiden name, right? Like that was me. Like that's now I'm Chelsea Joe Moore. But that is what I was, I was fighting against that for so long. And once I realized that God made me to be a certain way and then he uniquely crafted me to be Blaine's wife. I was like, oh, so I'm allowed to be who I am. And that is fit uniquely and perfectly with Blaine. It, it's like a light bulb went off, right? Because often women, we get into this space where we're spending so much time and wasting so much time on our on our relationship with our husbands. And we sit there and we circle and we spiral out of control on how we can, can begin to get more done in our house, to, to do more laundry, to do more dishes, to have everything the way it's supposed to be in our homes, to be able to do our craft more, whether we work inside or outside of the house, but to be able to do both of those things, because listen, I'm talking to you right now and you are me. You're the woman that 
so deeply desires to do it all and to do it all well. And at the end of the day, so many times we as women are wanting our husbands to be on our team, right? But how many times have you grabbed your phone and you've texted your girlfriend and you've complained about how regularly your husband doesn't understand you or won't help you or isn't capable or he did this and he did that and I'm so annoyed with him and I'm so frustrated. Why couldn't he just be like this and why didn't he do that? And Oh, he pissed me off. Like all these things, right? Like you get so frustrated and then you grow bitter and distant and you start taking on more on your end because you feel like you can't count on him and you start creating silos. You start operating in two completely different zones and you start isolating yourself from this unique ability to be your husband's wife. And this is where the magic begins to happen. This is the superpower that I'm talking about that is going to begin to allow you to exceed and excel. When I started looking at how in the world am I accomplishing what I'm accomplishing? It's because Blaine is a killer teammate. And I know that Blaine is amazing. And I also know that your husband's amazing, right? But I had to work really, really, really hard to believe that he was amazing outside of the thoughts that I brought to this marriage. Now you may have been you, you likely are in a very different situation and a very different season in your marriage than me. And that's okay. It's totally fine. What I want you to know is that there is something magical and powerful, like super, super powerful that is going to not only just help you reach your goals, but bring a whole nother level of living to your life as a mom and as a wife, as a business owner, as a hobbyist, as a, a an avid volunteer, like whatever roles that you bring on. If you understand that you have to stop operating in silos with your husband and begins to employ, like truly pick up the baton and use the talents that you both have to maximize the potential for you and your family. Yeah, you can do that. You don't have to sit around and wait for your husband to do that. You don't even have to sit around and wait for him to be on board to even understand that concept. This is something that you can do on your own. The untapped ability and potential of a wife to create massive productivity by learning how to put her husband's strengths to work is your number one key to everything, to everything. You see, you spend so much time fighting and tugging and pulling and trying to go against the grain with this person that you live in a house with that is insanely different than you. And it's killing your ability to produce. It's killing your ability in every way, shape, and form to be healthy physically, financially, spiritually, emotionally, as a mom, in your business, in every regard when you don't Stop and understand how you can begin to use the super unique design of a woman that's so keen on her surroundings in her home and is so insanely crafted to know her children intimately, so intimately. Like a mother's design is insane. 
and to be able to support your husband in being the killer leader that he was designed to be in your home. And I don't know about you, but for me, it took me forever to understand I am like, this is, this is my belief system here speaking right now. The husband, my husband, Blaine, he is the leader of my home. Okay. And what that meant to me for many years is very different than what it means to me right now. I am Blaine's shoulder mate. We walk through this life together. I've had to learn how to use my voice and my power in a way that is respectful and that is honoring to who he is every single step of the way. And it is a work in progress, right? And he's had to learn how to communicate safety and security to me. And it's a work in progress, but we've clearly defined what it means to each other to be shoulder mates with one another. And through that process, I realized that I don't have to be afraid to be a leader in who I am and what I want and what I was designed to be, even though we have these defined roles. It is It is okay for me to consider myself a leader of my own needs and my own wants. So if you're sitting over there right now and you know for a fact that maybe not all the time or maybe all of the time, 100% of the time, you're operating in silos with your husband and you don't feel like you're on the same page or if there's a certain topic, a certain subject in your home that you're just 100% operating in silos. Let's break that down just for a minute. Operating silos. What does that even mean? It means that you have completely assumed all responsibility for one thing and there's no leaning on each other for support in any way, shape, or form. Support can look very different. It can look like hands-on help. It can look like emotional support. It can look like just listening. It can look like a lot of things. It can look like financial support in a lot of ways, right? There's going to be some of you that are complete 100% utter stay-at-home moms and you bring in no money. And so he has a financial support to you. And that might might even be the other way around. Some of you might be full-time working moms and you're And your husband is a stay-at-home dad and you're providing all the financial support. Like I was completely that woman for a large chunk of my life for like a solid many years of my life. Like it can go either way. And this support looks very, very different. The point is you will know and you do know if you're listening to this because it's going to be like a punch in the gut. You're going to hear it. The topic, the subject the issue is going to pop out at you and you're going to know it immediately. What is this thing that you and your husband cannot connect on? You, you're not unified on it. You either can't communicate about it. You feel like you can't go to him. He feels like he can't come to you. There's just a divide. There's literally no operating together. There's no teamwork on it at all. You define what that teamwork looks like, but you'll know if it's been defined, right? So if you are sitting in that camp in any area of your life, here's what I want you to know. There are three really tangible, practical ways for you to stop operating in silos with your husband and start using the talents that you both have to maximize the potential for you and your family. When you begin to maximize the potential for you and your family and you sit down and take the time to work through these next three things I'm going to tell you in this podcast episode, that is when you are going to be able to start seeing an insane increase 
and your productivity, and you're going to start getting way more done in less time. And why do I say that? Why is that the outcome? Have you ever been on a team where people are not working together well? (laughs) They don't succeed. And so as strong and powerful and as much of a go-getter woman as I know you are, which is why you're listening to this podcast episode, you will never do more in your life than you will when you are a unified front with your spouse. Hands down every time. Now this is for some of you is going to be exciting. And for some of you, you're going to not want to listen to this podcast episode because it's going to challenge you. That's okay. You don't have to listen to it now, but I want you to save the link to this if you're not ready. And I want you to come back to it later. I want you to save this episode and I want you to know that it's here as a resource for you whenever you are ready, because I know that it took me time to be ready to even step into what this looks like in my own life. So let's talk about these three things, how you can begin to use this unique design of a woman and really begin to support your husband and being the leader in your house that you really want and need him to be so that you can have the productivity that you want in all of the things that you do. First thing that I want you to start doing, and this is the hardest one. Okay. I'm going to tell you right now. I don't know. They're all, they're all challenging, (laughs) challenging for me but I have been working insanely hard for probably the last year and even more so the last six months daily dedicated to these three things and it has changed everything. (laughs) The first one is I want you to stop shifting blame and take full responsibility for every outcome. Now let's remember the context. We're talking about making sure that you're not operating in silos with your husband, because at the end of the day, we want to be able to stop texting our girlfriends and being like, oh, so irritated with our husbands, right? We want to feel like we're on the same team as him. We want to feel like he supports us. We want to feel like he understands us. We want to be on the same team, right? And so we are going to stop shifting blame on him blaming him for everything that has happened, blaming him for his procrastination, blaming him for everything. And we're going to start taking responsibility for every single outcome on our own. Here's the question that I want you to ask yourself when you get frustrated with a choice that he's made that you feel like has impacted you in a negative way. I want you to say to yourself, what could I have done to prevent it, to have prevented this outcome? Okay, what could I have done to have prevented this outcome? So let me just give you a good example. The other day, I outsourced washing the bathtub to blame. I was cooking dinner. I had goals for the end of the day. And quite frankly, Bailey May had been sick. Poop was involved. There were the things. There was a bathtub. It needed to be washed before I could take a bath in there. I take lots of baths. And so I said, hey, can you please go wash the bathtub out for me? It needs to be washed. And he's like really big on making sure that there is never any fecal matter anywhere. You know, little kids, things happen. He's really anal, pun intended, about that. And so I was like, heck yeah, can you go wash the bathtub for me? And he's like, yeah, what cleaner do I use? Because I just recently swapped them all out. And I'm like, this one. And he's like, nothing else. I'm like, no, we have two cleaners in our entire house. We have an all-purpose scrub and we have an all-purpose spray. And he's like, that is awesome. He's like, and they're labeled. (laughs) I'm like, yes. 
So he goes to clean the tub and I said, listen, this is, this is a, this is a scouring scrub. Okay. So it will dry dusty flakes all over the place. Okay. And so I told him you have to rinse it thoroughly or it's going to leave like a chalk all over the bathtub. All right, check. Good. I went to get in the bathtub (laughs) and guess what's all over the tub? Chalky, chalky, chalk, chalk, gritty chalk everywhere. And so here I am with like 30 minutes of my morning routine left and I do not have time. And I was immediately, what? Irritated my husband and I wanted to blame him. And I was like, Chelsea, what could you have done to have prevented this outcome? And I immediately shifted the blame and the responsibility to myself. And do you want to know what that did? It saved me about 20 minutes of arguing with my husband. First and foremost, it saved me disrespecting my husband. And it allowed me to be the wife that I wanted to be with that one simple question. Every single time I want you to start with this, what could I have done to prevent this outcome? And just sit there, sit in it, wait on it, journal it before you say anything. Okay. Here's the second thing that I want you to do. Number two. I want you to know your husband's strengths and yours, but mainly I want you to know what your husband's strengths are. And if you're like, he has none, well then I need you to start writing it down. I need you to find things. I need you to make things up until you believe it. (laughs) There's something. Maybe he reads books to your kids really well. Maybe he like knows how to cook a mean burrito, like What is it that he does well? If he does a million things well, write them all down. I want you to start utilizing your husband's strengths instead of focusing on his weaknesses. Listen, if your husband is like the biggest procrastinator that you've ever met in your entire life, and you know that, This is where the leadership of you as a wife and who you are of understanding the people that are in your home comes into play. Don't get him, don't give him jobs that have deadlines. Hello. Like, think about it. This is like me with administrative tasks. Like I have just stopped giving myself administrative tasks because I'm not good at it. And my husband's amazing at it he will get it done. I will procrastinate the crap out of those things. And so knowing our strengths and weaknesses saves us so much time. We get more done together as a team when he takes the things that he's good at and I take the things that I'm good at, right? So if there's like a major deadline coming up and you have your husband on a job that he's super responsible for, what a... Why did that happen? How did that come to be? And then I want you to sit down and want him, I want you to talk to him about it. If it's a pride issue and he wants to own it, that's okay. Be there for him when it doesn't go well and say, Hey, next time, maybe we could go about it like this. You do an incredible job at name one of the things that he does a really good job at. I feel like I'm really good at this administrative task, right? So I was thinking that maybe next time I could do that and you could do this instead. What do you think? Build him up, speak to him with respect and honor, 
Give him those things that he's good at instead of being irritated and disappointed and frustrated that he didn't come through on something that he's just not really that good at. Because the the truth of the matter is, is there's a lot of things that you're not good at either, friend, right? And there's a lot of things that I'm not good at too. And that's my own pride. And so if I want my husband to check his pride, I have to check mine too. So make a list of his strengths, make a list of yours, focus on those things. Do you guys have weaknesses? Yes, but that doesn't even matter. What matters is that you start focusing on each other's strengths. All right, here's the third thing. And I have coached many women that I've never, I've literally never met them in person ever. Like girls in the academy, women that I've coached. Every time I do like one-on-one coaching, I end up doing this with my clients every single time, because every single time I sit down to do productivity coaching, ongoing productivity coaching with a woman, guess what comes up? Her frustrations with her husband. That is really how I started and began to realize that this is huge. Learning how to truly, I'm going to say, learning how to lead this portion of your marriage Learning how to take your husband and who he is and what he's good at and help him navigate through home life, which if you're the work from home mom, he's likely the one that's not working from home. And even if he is the, if, even if he is still working at home, he's likely not the one that understands all the housework that needs to be done, that understands all the food that needs to be put on the table. Now, look, I'm talking about very overgeneralized, classic, typical gender roles. And I understand that. And I have no qualms, issues. I 100% support whatever situation you have going on in your house. I'm very overgeneralizing here, friends. But for most of us that are work from home moms, since that's what this podcast is, that's what I am. It's likely what you are. You're going to have the main meat and potatoes in your hands when it comes to navigating caring for children, caring for a home, and probably a lot of other things in that mix. And so how can you begin to use that to truly help both of you succeed, right? How can you begin to use this knowledge that you have as as the woman that you are and all the things that you do? to help him succeed. Because when he succeeds, you both succeed. When my husband succeeds in taking care of the kids for three hours, guess what happens to my work block? It's awesome. I don't have to come out and help him with the enormous amount of tears that are happening between him and Bailey. (laughs) He's not crying. She is, but he might be crying, (laughs) you know? I'm telling you, I am telling you, when you begin to understand how insanely powerful you can be when it comes to helping you and your husband not operate in silos and all of the magic and all of the work that happens in your home so that whenever he comes out of his home office or he comes home from work, you know how to make that the most ideal situation for everyone, that is when the magic happens. And so I've given you two ways to really hone in on that and make that happen for you guys. Here's the third one. 
Mm. I am going to give you one word. Ask. Just ask. Be bold and ask him. Ask him for help. Ask him to listen. Ask him to sit down at the table for 20 minutes. Ask him to listen to a podcast. Ask him to read a book. Ask him to make a list. Ask him to pray. Ask him to open up. Ask him to help. Ask him. Ask him to listen. And keep asking. It is the craziest thing to me how many women I've, I've given language to, like language cues. Like if you guys are familiar with Love and Logic, they give you language cues, right? That helps you have the confidence to be able to talk to your children the way that you want to when you're feeling compromised. And the same thing goes for having the confidence to talk to your husband when you feel compromised. Because what happens when we're timid, meek, or even worse, encrypted, when we send messages to our husband about what we want, they get confused and we get discouraged every time, every single time. And so when you begin to go to your husband with language that you feel supports the way that you want to talk to him, it gives you a little bit of confidence and there's no way possible for you and your husband to stop operating in silos and for you to truly become the powerhouse woman that you were designed to be, no matter what that looks like for you, as powerful as you could be. And that might just mean that you got through the day of raising children without losing your temper, (laughs) without crying, um, or just without feeling discouraged. Maybe that is your definition of power. And, and being powerful, right? Maybe your definition of being super powerful is being the woman that earns multiple hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars in her business while she's raising kids. But are you operating in silos? Are you doing it on your own? There's no possible way for you to get to that point unless you ask. Unless you sit down and you say to your husband, this is what I need. Hey, I was thinking, hey, I'm feeling, hey, do you have five minutes? I had something on my mind. You might need 30 minutes like me. I'm not a five-minute talker, clearly. That's why I have a podcast that I can't keep under 40 minutes to save my life, but it's fine. Remember so much the first two, and I want you to start practicing the first two before you go into just like asking, right? It's important that when we approach our husbands, that we think about the way that we approach them. And if you can approach your husband with honor and respect, which is his his number one need is to be honored and respected. If you can do that with your language, your outcome is going to be way better (laughs) every single time. And so when we go to our husbands, the one thing that I always have to remember, and I want you to remember too, is believe in your heart that he wants to be there for you. He probably just doesn't know how. And so if you keep in mind the first one, which is to take full responsibility for everything and you don't go to him with resentment and anger and bitterness and frustration, and you've shifted the blame onto yourself and you've taken full responsibility for what has happened right in your life, 
and in your home. And secondly, you know your husband's strengths when you go to him. That's when you're going to be able to create language that's really, really powerful, that is honoring and respectful to him, and that gives you the courage to be bold and ask. There are so many opportunities within your day. If you sit down and look at every single time block you have, like if you're using my five block system, like you really can just focus. Honestly, like I said in the beginning of the podcast episode, you'll kind of know a thing, right? So like if your husband's, if your husband's big thing is like, I've used procrastination, we'll just stick with that, right? If that's your husband's big thing in general, and that's something that you really are having a hard time with and you're struggling with, what is your husband really, really good at? Let's look at this. Okay. So first of all, let's, let's use this, use this example. The first thing was to shift the blame and take full responsibility for every outcome. So if you've asked your husband to unload the dishwasher, just let's say, Hey, would you mind unloading the dishwasher for me tonight? Okay. Well, he doesn't unload it and you go to bed and you're frustrated. Okay. Well, first and foremost, yes, you asked him to do it. No, he didn't do it. How could you take full responsibility for that outcome? Okay. Could have, could I have reminded him? Did you say, Hey babe, I know that you really, now here we go. I know that you really want to help me. And I know that you care that I asked you to get the dishwasher unloaded. It's getting kind of late. Are you thinking you'll still be able to get it done tonight? Do you want to put it off till tomorrow? Or would you like me to help you with it before we go to bed? Most of the time we'd be like, oh yeah, I totally forgot. Or no, I don't really feel like doing it. Do you care if I do it tomorrow? Have that conversation with him. Instead of being mad and waiting, literally waiting and watching out of the corner of your eye to see if he's going to do what you ask him to do, right? And wasting all your energy, all your time on that one little nuance I want you to put your energy into supporting his strengths, which is probably for me and my husband in that situation would be, he's more than happy to help me. It's just, that's not something that he thinks about. It's not something that he cares about. Right. And so that's the second thing is to look at his strengths. Did you ask him to do a task that he's good at? What does he know how to do? Well, are you outsourcing things to your husband that he's good at? And then he likes doing that can help him succeed in this team effort of taking care of children and a house. Okay. And then third, be bold and ask him, ask him what I just said, right? First of all, be bold and ask, Hey, I'm like super swamped or Hey, Bailey May is not really feeling good. And it has been hard. I've had to hold her all night long. Can you please do the dishes after dinner? Because like on your own, cause I'm just not going to be able to help you. It's just a lot of holding. Yeah, sure. Cool. No problem. Not a big deal. Be bold and ask. Right. But then if it comes to the point where you're feeling like you're not operating in the same wheelhouse, you see him going off and doing his own thing. You feel like he doesn't understand you. You feel like you're not being heard. You feel like he's ignoring you. You feel like he's just being a lazy butt and sitting on the couch. You feel like he's got his nose in his phone and he cares more about that than he cares about you. Go through these three things in order. (laughs) I promise you it works every single time. Time. And I am so open 
I'm so open with this stuff, you guys. It lights me up. Blaine and I use a resource called Exo Marriage, exomarriage.com. Um, I've mentioned it here on the podcast before, but we have actually had and hired coaches to help Blaine and I with specific areas of our marriage where we feel like we want to be much better at. And it's just like a weak point in our marriage. And we've gotten some amazing tools and resources. They have a bazillion free resources and we've learned a lot of this from them. And it has been incredible. It's been the best journey ever, 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 ever. And I can honestly say that I feel like for the first time that I've tapped into what I was designed to do as his wife, to help him be an amazing dad, an amazing husband, an amazing coworker, an amazing human. Like I know how to help him do that now by doing these three things. Every single time. Do I fail sometimes? Absolutely. And we're all going to. These three things are hard for me and I have to work at them a lot. It takes me putting my pride aside. It takes me truly setting my self-centeredness on the back burner and thinking about him first and caring about him first. But what I always know is at the end of the day, when I do that, It propels me forward. It propels the mom that I want to be in all my pride and all my glory of wanting to be the best mom on the planet, right? That gets moved along closer and closer and closer and closer to that ideal image when I do this first. I'm able to produce more in my business when I do this first. So it really ends up being something that benefits me, even though it's a selfless act, even though it's me focusing on him first. And it's, I really hope that you listen to this episode as many times over again until it hits you just so deep down in your heart. And then it's planted the seed that grows in you as a wife to where you can begin to blossom and to bloom And to feel so fruitful as the woman that you are in every major area of your life so that you really can do it all and do it to the best of your ability without feeling pulled in all directions, without being discouraged with hope and with joy, with gratitude and have a little fun while you're at it, right? So, all right, I'm cutting you off. I'm cutting me off. As always, you guys, it has been so fun, so, so fun hanging out with you from behind my mic. And until next time, I do truly hope to see you over inside of the Facebook group. Hey, before you go, if today's episode was meaningful to you, I know it will be for others. So please head over to iTunes, subscribe, then leave a review so more women can join our community too. And did you know that you can have an incredible impact on the women in your life? That's right. All you have to do is share what you learned today. Take a screenshot of this very podcast, tag me, and post it in your stories. What do you say we make a mighty breadcrumb trail for all the other women around us so we can make a change to the culture of how we care for each other and ourselves? I'll look forward to connecting with you over on Instagram until next time on Systemize Your Life with Chelsea Joe.